Happy Saturday, Trash Talkers. Happy Saturday, Gruntworks. Welcome to episode 37 of the Trash Talk Hour. Shout out to Ventura oh, cool. Trading and Athletics, Cardinal Financial, and of course, Tent Mountain Whiskey. Some really good bourbon. Type in BTT and get yourself a discount. Special guest is Anthony. He's going to be talking about how he hires vets. And of course, I'm here with Buddy, Nick, and Joe. Over to you, Nick. Let's get the party started. All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, yeah, so we got to flip the script a little bit because our guest, our guest of honor, Anthony, is still actually working today. So we want to make sure we get his story out of what's going on. So, Anthony, uh, welcome to the Trash Talk Hour. Again, uh, Gruntworks Nation, if you're the first time ever watching us, uh, we started this uh, last year as part of our own therapy to get some uh, grunts on here and talk some shit to each other. And then we turned it into, hey, let's promote some veteran uh, businesses and a veteran is doing great things in the vet community. So again, Anthony, welcome to the show. Tell us about your service. Tell us what you do. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Cheers, brother. Thanks for coming on, brother. Uh, Cheers. Cheers, brother. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Well, actually, my relief just showed up. So I'm out like a fat kid in dodgeball. Uh, Already on. <laughs> so uh, let's see. My service, I served uh, five and a half years in the Army. I was a 91 Bravo wheel vehicle mechanic and uh get in my truck hey they said um, they can't hear us on grunt works so okay go no go ahead go ahead so, uh, uh what i do is um well when i got out i was medically retired uh actually TV let's outlet. pause let's pause for a little bit uh, sorry sorry chris it's fixed it's fixed all right let's roll Sorry, guys, for the audio. Uh, let me do the intro again. Hey, Gruntworks, thanks for all the tips that the audio was out. Um, our Asian, we'll, we'll punish him. He's, he's not on the screen, but we'll, we'll hit him with a bamboo stick or something uh, after the show. Again, we started this a year ago, Gruntworks Nation. That's watching for the first time, uh, just for our own therapy. Bunch of grunts on here talking shit. So then we turn it into, hey, let's get some veterans on here. They know great things in the vet community, veteran-owned businesses, entrepreneurs, et cetera. And let's, let's blow them all up. Let's get them all successful. Uh, so, again, here's Anthony. Uh, Anthony was in the Army. He's going to talk about his service. Pleasure having you on. Cheers, brother. I uh, appreciate it, gentlemen. Uh, anyways, like I said, I, I was a 91 Bravo, wheel vehicle mechanic, director, operator. Um and then I got medically retired due to PTSD and TBI. I think I sent one of you the picture where I like scalped myself. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a border attack and I was working under a truck, went to slide out from under the truck. And, you know, the army always puts every, the least important shit in the most inconvenient spots. And that was a data plate that actually dug into my head and it went all the way down to my skull. Um, then a couple times, uh, busted up on missions and crap like that. But, uh, I got medically retired because of PTSD and TBI and my back. And I knew I wasn't done helping people. So I came home, try to figure out what it was I wanted to do with my life. And, uh, I ended up going back to school, got my degree in human services uh, my bachelor's, I'm going to start my master's program here in a few months, uh, do a master's in social work. I uh, currently work for Kern County as a job developer, and I straddle between two different departments, the uh, Employers Training Resource and Kern Patriot Partnership. And 
my goal is to help get veterans in careers. I mean, yeah, a lot of us, when we get out, yeah, we got that VA rating and all that crap. But sitting on the couch, it kind of becomes detrimental to the mental health of veterans. And when I got out, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a mission. I didn't have a direction to go and started drinking even more than I was before I got out. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of a bad gig. I sobered up and, like I said, went to school and this is where I'm at now. Well, cheers hey, for you. Uh, cheers to you, brother, for uh, uh, continuing to challenge yourself even when they didn't put something in front of you. Um, it's it, a lot. That's an advantage a lot of people don't have. So um, cheers, brother. It takes, it takes a lot of hard work. Yeah, we uh, this, uh we talked about a pre uh, pre show. This is our second guest in a row who's been sober uh, and for some time now, and we applaud that. We are sponsored by Tenth Mountain Bourbon, so we do drink on the show. Uh, but again, it's if alcohol is your demon and it causes you to do terrible things and you can't get to where you need to be, again, why, don't do it. Cut it out. All right. So cheers, uh, cheers on your sobriety. How long have you been sober? And then uh, tell us, uh, tell us where where people can find you and how they can get jobs through you and what kind of work you're doing um well i've been sober see my daughter's birthday is tuesday so i've been sober nine years and uh yeah yeah but uh, due, due to my mostly my drinking but also poor diet um i ended up in the hospital in 2013 and I got medevac down to LA. And the first time I watched my daughter walk was I was laying in my hospital bed. And that that cemented it that I needed to, you know, get my shit back in the row, you know, tighten up my shot group and set the right example for her. So uh, if you need to get a hold of me, I'm I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, I'm supposed to only be working with local veterans but if you want me to look over your resume or whatever uh shoot me an email at noble a n at kerncounty.com i'll send you guys a picture of my business card later so you can post it um and also with current patriot partnership we have a lot of influence when it comes to employing veterans here in kern county but we can help with a lot of out-of-state employment like we can figure out where, you know, where you need to go. And if you're applying for any city, county, state, or federal job, fill out the paperwork for your veterans preference. Um, they go on kind of a point system and that automatic, like here in California, that's automatically 10 points and 10 points can make or break somebody. You give first pick, first look, um, I'm partnered up with a Navy veteran who works for, he actually works for the state and him and I are constantly sharing jobs and sharing resumes saying, Hey, you know, I got these candidates for that job you posted, or, Hey, I got this job. You got any candidates for me? And, um, let's see, I've been employed with the County for about three months now. I've gotten, six placements 
and I'm working on my sec my second OJT contract, which <clears throat> in the state of California, if you uh, if you hire veterans, your company gets uh, I believe it's a cut on taxes or something like that. And with the OJT, um, we have the chance to reimburse the company up to 400 or 50% of the hourly wages up to 480 hours. And last year with the OJT contracts, we reimbursed local companies. Like I think it was like 1.2 million. Oh, nice. Wow. Anthony, let me cut you off real quick. When you say helping out veterans, what, what job field are we pushing them into or what do you see the most, you know, Um, is it, is it a variety or are there certain jobs that you're like, yeah, we're pushing the most of veterans into those jobs. You know, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, well, here in Kern County, we're mostly an ag and oil county. And um, I mean, of course, solar is picking up really good. So uh, I try to get my veterans into training courses to become electricians so they can like go to be a part of the union and get these big government contracts. Um, two of the companies that I work with a lot, they are uh, they're earthworking companies. So you see the big scrapers and dozers and all that crap. And the two foremen that I work with, as long as you're trainable and you don't come in with this, I'm a veteran, you know, bow down to me mentality, they'll train you. Yeah. And, um, one of my, one of my foremen, he's a Navy, might be a Marine vet. He didn't serve during wartime. But he, They're both the same. They work, uh, they work for each other. Marines yeah. work for them. A lot of people don't understand that the Marines. Navy is a taxi service to the Marines. Yeah. Hey, Clint, yes. well, Chris Marine, like if the Uber driver was or also sailors. your boss. Correct. Are, Correct. are you a sailor? Are you Marine? Like Marine? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Same thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Same, yeah. thing. Same thing. Oh, no, you guys are good. Yeah. But, but Dave, um, Dave, what he's talking about, and in case you're not familiar and buddy might be, uh, but I'm in construction. Those are those. You're not going to get rich, but you can make a very, very good living as a union electrician. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. North Carolina is the same way, Anthony. Uh, they, oh, yeah. they do, they do that, uh, five, that five or 10 point scale. Yep. Um, I, I know even the post office does that. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's mandated federally. Yeah. And then they I get think, the tax breaks here also. Yeah. I think it, when you go to a state level job, I think it varies state to state. Yeah. But so, that's good money. Uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony, know, Anthony does, electrician. That, yeah. Real quick, Anthony, does the uh, discharge of that veteran matter in regards to the application for some of these jobs or how do you look at, look at it when you're pushing them, you know, um, can be different, you know, it can be a completely honorable discharge, good to go, but other discharges are there, you know? Yeah. So is that- that, yeah. If you were a fuck up, could you still get a job? Yep. <laughs> Nick. <yeah>. I, <laughs> eloquent, I eloquent, Nick, very good. <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer in second chances and sometimes even third chances. And I'll, I've got friends down at the veteran service office that if their uh, discharge can be up, upgraded, uh, I'll, you know, I'll push and I'll advocate for them because like I said, you know, sitting on the couch, that's 
that's pretty detrimental. And most guys, when they get out and they get a dishonorable discharge, they're young guys. They think they're the cock of the walk. And they realize that, oh, hey, I can't. I, you know, I don't got the biggest dick on deck. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that another Navy term? Hey, let's, but let's call, let's call it what it is. um, Since that's the mission, Um, idle time is a precursor for suicide. And, and it, I mean, that, that's, that is, that is the one thing that he has to have to make that happen. Because like we've always said, no one ever does this in a room full of their brothers, you know? So that isolation and that, that free time to where they, you know, they've got to have a, they've got to have a challenge to feel useful. Yeah. You know, For sure. and you know, uh, we have a local group, local Facebook group called Bakersfield Vets. Um, when I was working just straight for Ronald McDonald house, I was working part-time and uh, I started a handyman business just to keep me busy. And a lot of vets would be like, Hey, I need somebody to come help me fix drywall or this, that, the other. And uh, yeah, I go over and I'd fix it for them. And more importantly, I'd teach them how to fix it because, you know, yep. a lot of, a lot of guys are, and gals, sorry are new homeowners and they don't know how to do simple things like fix drywall, fix a leaky faucet, stuff like that. And that's built an even tighter knit group of this Facebook group that we have that there's three or four of us that are kind of a uh, QRF that somebody can throw a flag up and say, Hey, you know, it's, it's a bad day. And it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what time of day and night it is. At least two of us are on station within 15 minutes to get help, and it can simply end with us just hanging out for the night, or we'll drive up to Fresno or down to LA and get them checked into the VA hospital. That's awesome. That's awesome, Anthony. Yeah, we'll have to put that link out on our page as well. Uh, we had a we had a 37,000 group going viral, and then Facebook took it off. You you're, you knew that, um, but. You know, we're going to build it back up. We're going to come back, you know, five times stronger as soon as we go public. But you were telling us an interesting story. You're talking about how you're, you know, you get guys licenses and uh, teaching them how to do basic things. Uh, you were telling us a funny story pre-show. And uh, tell us about <laughs> your UCMJ experience and how that Yeah. Was. And tell us what, because uh, us grunts, we hate when somebody tells us that's operator level, right? Like, because yeah. it's like, what? Like, no. Well, ah. Hey, <laughs> hey you, you guys. You guys break the simple shit. We're we're trying to get shit that has yeah. to go out on the road tonight. You can fix the simple shit. Well, tell us but, about that. Tell us about operator level. What happens when a captain wants? Tell to us fix what unit headlight. you were in as well. Tell us what unit you were in. Okay, I was in uh, at the time. I was in one six eight BSB. Uh, we deployed out of Fort Sill, Oklahoma, to Camp Victory or Liberty or whatever. I don't know. They they were across the river from each other, so screw them. They're the same thing. But uh. Had this captain from, uh, he had a first cab patch on come down, and he's like, "Hey," he was talking to my soldier. I just got my E five, and he's talking to my soldier. He's like, "Hey, I need you to replace the headlight." My soldier came over, was like, "Hey, this is what I got going on. This is what he wants me to do. What the fuck do I do?" I said, "Don't worry, I got it. Go back and do what you're doing." I walk out there and uh, it's like, "Hey, how can I help, you, sir?" You know, being being courteous following all the customs and courtesies he's like well i told your soldier to fix the uh the headlight on my humvee 
And I was like, okay, uh, is that going out tonight? He goes, no, it's my fob runner. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Easy. That's all right, sir. Well, three things come into play now. One, that's your fob runner. It's not mission essential equipment. Two, that's operator level maintenance. So that's a bad I can word to us. And you can fix it. Most importantly, three, you're in my motor pool and you're telling my soldier what to do. You're not in my chain of command. So it's either you fix it or there's the gate to my motor pool. See ya. <laughs> so you are a real dick about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I, to be fair, he was that's coming, that's coming from an infantryman who's argued with mechanics to the point of there was spit flying on each other's uniforms and we almost rolled around in the rocks. So I'm just being funny. I, I, I take it as looking out for my soldier because I, I had I had some NCOs that would throw you under the bus quicker than shit. And it was like, you know, I, I'm not going to be that NCO. I'm not going to forget where I came from. Yeah. I so we, uh, he starts yelling at me and I was like, well, bye. There's the gate. Go find somebody else. He's like, oh, I want to speak to the NCO I see. I was like, you're speaking to him. You're Everybody at else him. is at once right me, now. Let me, let me well, go grab him. <laughs> right. He goes, so wait, what officer's in charge here? I was like, CW5 May. He goes, well, I want to talk to him. I was like, All right, cool. Come on. So I walk in Chief's trailer and I was like, hey, Chief, this cat wants to talk to you. And Chief was always behind his desk asleep. But, you know, hey, he's a CW5. He was probably Jesus' drill instructor, so I wasn't going to get on him. It's right. impressive to me that you even knew what he did. I've never seen one in the wild. <laughs> Actually, Chief was pretty cool. Chief May and Chief Cheek were, I mean, they were top-notch. They cared about their soldiers. So, uh, but I was like, hey, and I kicked his desk. And I was like, Chief, this captain wants to talk to you. And this captain like, lost his shit. You talk to a warrant officer five that way. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, sir, <laughs> calm down, please. <laughs> and Chief stood up and he's like, hey, how can I? Oh, shit. Noble, <laughs> what'd you do? No, I don't. Damn it. <laughs> and the captain started jumping on my chief about addressing me just by my last name. And I was just like, whatever. So he didn't get anywhere with Chief uh, Chief May because Chief May was like, well, you know, my soldier's in the right, you're in the wrong, so there's the gate to the motor pool. Well, he's, the captain skipped over the company level and went straight to battalion level. And at the time, our sergeant major was command sergeant major Rivera, Riviera, something like that. He was a Puerto Rican, and if you called him a Mexican, oh, man, you were fucked up. He, he would fuck you up for days. Yeah, they don't and, like that uh, very much. Well, we I used had, to tell we used to tell Doc Esther that he was flying the uh, flag, state flag of Puerto Rico when he was flying the Texas flag, and he'd almost come to blows about it. He did not like <laughs> did not like that one bit. I wish I had thought about something like <laughs> that. Fucking state flag of Texas, Britain, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what happened? What happened with the what happened with the UCMJ? Yeah, who won? <laughs> uh, 
the captain. Yeah, I ended yeah, up. That's, that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it works, unfortunately. Uh, so I got a field grade, went back down to a PFC. And uh, field grade, man, they went all out. Oh, oh yeah. bless. Who'd you piss off? What? Did you have to? Uh, There's got to be more than a just... story. There's did gotta you hear be... the story? <laughs> did, did, uh, did you fix that... this, uh, this headlight, though? Fuck no. There you go. Then it's I a did. win. It's a fucking win because yeah. NCO it. promotions get like an extra sixty bucks a month, so it's worth okay. It. Like it's yeah, worth it. You keep that one twenty army, and you you take it. And like I'm not fixing that <laughs> damn headlight. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a that's great. Uh, I want to give a shout out. I doubt Jackson's watching, but we you know the mechanics at our patrol base on our first deployment where our buddy yeah. wasn't at uh, at all. Where we you know we were in constant contact, rocketed mortar twice a day. I drove by there on the way out to the combat where I was going to. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, big combat. On um, your way to the green beans with the. On your way to the green bean coffee. Bus. Yeah. No, the green bean was right where I was located. I had to drive by you to you believe these assholes are out of fillet of fish, the McDonald's. Yeah, that was so, said, uh, Anthony, on Buddy's deployment. That was, yeah, it, was it was true. Uh, we all heard it, anyways. We, wait, what? <laughs> no, it's okay, buddy. It was buddy, it's, it's, you, don't you play that percent true? Yeah, no, you took the bus on the bus route on your big base, anyways. Shout out to the mechanics, okay? I had a, I had now, a one headlight bob runner, yeah, yeah they were, we call, they were, uh. They, those guys were constantly working. When we call I'll people pogues, yeah, right. When we call people pogues. It's an acronym. All right, it's personnel other than grunt. Okay, it's it could be an insult. It's kind of like the word fuck. It, it depends on it depends on how you use it. All right, and mm. uh, but when these mechanics are out there, like Anthony talked about, you know, getting his skull bashed in during a mortar attack, these guys aren't out there necessarily in the fight but they're fixing all these vehicles to get them ready for us. And all of a sudden rockets and mortars start coming in. Right. That's not fun. Mm. Okay. That's not cool. Um, and you know, and they're out there all day, all night. I was going to say, working, not to working, mention working. if their spot gets zeroed and they're out there right. and you're, you're in mortar contact, those guys are in as much danger as anybody. anybody. If you look right. at percentage of the day that they're in range to get hit, you know, cause they, they were out there, uh, out back that that place would have got destroyed if they ever hit it yeah so we come back and you know we we talked about this on one of our earlier episodes about like ptsd and you know stress suicide rate amongst veterans there's there's that shitty veteran and it's usually a combat arms guy that's like oh what the fuck did you see it's like maybe he didn't see the the shit that you saw in you know in the combat but he was working 15 16 20 hour days oh and then by the way a rocket might fucking land on you today while you're fucking working on a truck. All Not right? to mention That's, actually. Go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, geniuses, who's, who's cleaning the blood, guts, and, and buttholes out of those trucks when they come Correct. back blown yeah. up? Dude, yep. it's oh. dead operator level maintenance. Hey, and how about how about you want to you you want to call somebody a pogue or or they as you know as an insult because they're a wrecker operator? Talk to our, the wrecker operator on the day we lost Kasur. And you at no. you ask him. If you uh, saw any combat, you remember Robichaud? Do you guys remember mm-hmm. him? For sure. I mean, he yeah. made it. He made it, but I mean, compound fracture, tib fib, humerus, radius. Uh, I think he lost the eye, but I mean, it was almost like, and I'm not yeah, making July light 7th. of it, but it was almost like uh, Two Face. And I, I'm not saying that for any reason, because, but it caught him on one side, and the other side was good, but uh, he made it. Uh, but 
yeah, he was out there when they were just waiting on him to come out there and pull the truck out, and they set the other one off. So it was, I mean, Anthony, you it, know, it, I mean, if you're pulling fucking, one out, it sucks, and it sucks even more when you're hooking up to a truck that you know that there's still bodies in it, and you have to load and unload that, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, they they lost the door during the explosion all of a sudden you know somebody's body just lops out to the side and i mean that's not we had we had an sop that there were certain people that would handle the bodies because they were trained to do it or whatever you know i i didn't give a fuck you know that that was somebody that could have been to my right and my left when i raised my right hand run over there and shove them back in the truck. And, you know, I've, I don't know if you guys know anything about a Hemet wrecker. Oh yeah. But okay. So on the work deck, you have the two toolboxes on either side and then your oxygen settling set up and there's, there's a small walk space. I mean, we've, we've put pieces of bodies and whole bodies up there just to make sure that they made it home. I mean, the, it's, I understand coming from, you know, cause I've got friends that are grunts and we always bust each other's balls, but it there's at the end of the day, there's that respect that we know what each other has done and what each other potentially saw and had to deal with. Right. And hundred percent, man. I mean, it that's, and me being a veteran, that's part of the reason why they brought me onto this team was because a lot of guys or a lot of veterans won't put down certain things on resumes because there's such a negative stigma, stigma. surrounding yep. PTSD or, you know, if like if you put down certain deployment zones like Fallujah, Karangal Valley, stuff like that stuff that was really advertised, well, sorry, not advertised, but publicized in the news, people automatically get pinned with that stigma. And speaking veteran to veteran, you hear what is said, but more importantly, you hear and see the things that aren't said. And my boss is like, you know, hey, dude, we got another vet come in. I want you to sit down. And typically our intakes take 35 minutes on a slow day. I'll spend two, three hours sitting there talking with them. And it's, it's just to, to make sure that I'm trying to get them put in the right placement. So there isn't a chance of, I mean, I've seen some guys that have, stupid bad PTSD that you even clap next to them without them knowing and they're curled up on the floor damn near shitting themselves you know and I want to make sure like I'm not going to throw them in an industrial job you know I'm not going to throw like out in equipment being you know running a scraper that shit's loud and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it takes, no, I, hey, it takes, go ahead, Nick. Um, 
Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And like I, like I said before, you said that like it's, this is the therapy that we started that we wanted to, you know, to talk about that kind of stuff. And uh, we're trying to change the stigma where, you know, you, you might think you're tough for not talking about it, but it's, it's tougher to talk about it. And it's, it's wow. tougher to come together as buddies and, you know, just kill those demons together. Uh, and like I said, a couple of shows ago, long a while ago that, if you're that asshole veteran that, you know, is like, oh, I was a grunt. So screw you, you know, like, you know, you're, you're, you bring us down, you bring our whole community down, you bring, you know, it, it, it does a disservice to all your battle buddies. And you were probably that guy that got the whole platoon smoked all the time. And not because you were funny, but because you were just a jackass. All right. So thanks for sharing that and coming on the yeah. show. I know it'll probably, it's going to help somebody who's watching. All right. It's yeah. going to help that help me. You know, because it made yeah. Joe bring up Kasor. Kasor was a good buddy of mine. Uh, you know, and it's us. You know, it it sucks. It sucks when you have to you know re relive that day, rethink those days. But again, when you're talking about it with your buddies, uh, different story. Yeah, it's a whole different story. You know, and we and celebrate what... we celebrate Kasor. You know, and uh, sure. we celebrate his life and you know the the service that he did to his country. He's a California boy as well, from up uh, northern California. Um, San Jose so, Sharks. Before we turn it over to Buddy, because we kind of got a little depressive and dark there, but just fine, because that's what we're here for. Uh, before we turn it over to Buddy, uh, Joe, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just like what Anthony was talking about, about how those intakes take a couple hours and stuff. I mean, it's, it's brilliant what you're doing, because to actually get those guys to open up, it takes a minute. And, and even if you're a veteran, if they're a veteran that needs help, you better be personable. Or they're not talking to you, you know, even if you are a veteran. So, I mean, the way you're doing that is uh, that's awesome because I guarantee you they don't get the same treatment from anybody else. And uh, I just, man, I just want to say thank, thank you for going there. And uh, I know that stuff's not easy to talk about, but like Nick said, you give somebody the, uh, you know, give, give them a little bit of hope that, you know, hey, man, we're all, we all got our demons, you know, that made them feel a little bit more normal, whatever that means. But, uh, Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, cheers, yeah, Anthony. Come on, cheers. Anthony. Yeah. So, uh, buddy. It, yeah. So, hey, stick around. Uh, listen to Buddy. He's a wild card. Um, Grunt Workstation. <laughs> those of you that uh, have not watched our show yet, Buddy is uh, a special forces guy, right? So he's he's cool. Uh, oh, and, yeah, are you uh, drunk yet? Are you drunk yeah. yet? And he what does what's about? called. I don't know. Becky's Odyssey cap, who's slamming cordial out of a mason jar. It's pretty legit. <laughs> so, what do you got there? Or is that iced tea? Anyways. Uh, uh, first of all, this is uh, apple pie moonshine. Oh, and nice. So it should be lit. I was drinking it out of a uh, some china from, uh, from my china. last marriage. From my yeah. from my last marriage. Because yeah. I'm classy as shit. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Let's go, buddy. Um, Becky's so, obviously cat. Jesus. Hold on. There we go. Jesus, so, take the phone and drive. Calm down calm jesus has the wheel guys anywho so uh i was i was actually kind of struggling this week to figure out what i was going to do my honesty cap on not because there's not a lot going on but this because there's so much there's so much insanity in the in the world i was talking i was thinking about cancel culture and like how when you when you turn your back on somebody because they make one fucking mistake you're kind of like that dickhead in like the platoon that like there's a great dude 
And then he got fuck, got in trouble, got a field grade for fucking telling a captain to go fuck himself. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to hang out with him anymore. Then they might think that I'm also a fucking shut the fuck up, nerd. Like, just keep hanging out with your boys. <laughs> they fuck up every now and then. It's not their fault. But I settled on one thing this morning. I went to Walmart today because uh, today is uh, cook all the meals for the rest of the weekday for uh, the kid and I. And uh, I went to Walmart. I'm walking around. And I start seeing people with not, they're not wearing a mask. They're wearing two or three fucking masks. And I'm That's thinking like. what Dr. Fauci told you to do. What the fuck is going on? But then I realized. Unless you're at a like, Cubs game. It's a thing. The yeah. CDC has put <laughs> out. And I'm now I'm thinking this is where the honesty cap comes in. I'm pretty sure. That we are all of the butt of a fucked up ass joke. Like people are like, they're the best yeah. made on fucking Americans. Like, yeah. three of them. I bet you won't do four. I bet you won't do four. You guys aren't going to believe this, man. Fauci got him to wear three. You guys uh, all over about you. He yeah. got him to wear three. I bet you fucking believe dollars. that shit. I bet you four fucking dollars I get him to wear five fucking masks, bro. Five masks, please. Five masks, fucking week. Hey, put out that there's like eight more strains of fucking coronavirus, man. This shit's lasted forever. What in the fuck are we doing at some point? When are we going to pull our head out of our ass and go, wait a second? If it was that contagious, I'd have caught that shit like 10 times by now and be dead as fuck. But instead, I had like kind of a cough a few months ago and I'm still fine. Like, what the fuck are we protecting ourselves against? Anyway, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for like, the four mask, the four mask update. That was, was, that was good. Beautiful. It was incredible. It was awesome. So now yeah. we'll go uh, over to Trigger yeah. Joe. Joe, if you don't have a high, if you don't have a haiku prepared no, for us, uh, no, then, then please, please share what triggered you. Hey, Kevin, are you listening? I sure hope so. All right, listen, boys. This morning, me and our Scottish warrior, uh, our favorite little cue ball, Kevin Travers, went out looking for a uh, rocker glider for Mama. You know, baby's coming. And uh, Kevin's taking the chair and a half that I have, and I'm swapping it. So we're running around, and uh, we're using Kevin's truck. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, like, gauging the time, and everything's good. And uh, we get on the freeway, and I'm like, all of a sudden, all of the uh, emergency checklists pop up in my head. I'm thinking, okay, call Maya. Do we have AAA? Like, we got to be running out of gas. We have got to be running out of gas. He doing fit. He's doing 53. He's got a full tank. Hey. And he's doing 53 miles an hour on the freeway. Kevin, Kevin Travers actually drives below the speed limit on the freeway. The fuck's wrong with him? I, but see, Kevin's Kevin, are you listening? Kevin, he's, he's on the thread. Like, he can explain he's himself. Like, he can explain Joe, himself. He's like, Joe, what's the hurry? He's like, Joe, what's the hurry? I was like, I don't know the 19. 19- thousand cars behind you might have something to say about it but i'm telling you 
that man and I are going to Florida next weekend in that truck. And uh, I, I might need to go to the therapist and get a Xanax or two and just knock out for the ride because it, it, liter- it literally is going to be a, like driving Miss Daisy. I'm going to have to ask Kevin, uh, you know, like, are, are, are we losing power? Like, what's going on? But Kevin, seriously, you need to find the gas. Drive faster. That he's is that driving is driving right now as he's chatting. If he's right. driving so right he's... now, he left my house and it's a half hour ride and he's been driving for an hour. Well, he's driving saying. really slow, so he's able to text and drive at yep. the same time. So yep. that's good that's job, why man. he does that. Anyway, he's yeah, safe. that's a little bit of the that southern culture that uh you know uh good old Alabama Beck knows about. It's like no ain't nobody in a hurry. No, son. I, I look no. I looked no. over at the, I looked over and I said 53. Unless you're unless you're running moonshine, unless you're running moonshine. And or on a dirt road. Uh, so again, the you know the dirt roads is because the North buddy is better than you, and we kicked the shit out of you in a war. And then Sherman burnt your whole fucking South down, and then like you still got dirt roads. But anyways, you drive real fast on them. Have you so that's been to cool. Minnesota? Uh, yeah, I've been to Minnesota. Anyways, uh, remember that's a that's a whole different ball of wax. We can open that some other time. Uh, well, thanks, thanks, Trigger Joe. That was that was nice. But you, oh, no, I'm listening. Way. It's Kevin. I good, am Kevin's listening, Joe. Dude. Kevin's a good dude. All right, I love Kevin to death. But I, I could not freaking believe it. it was, I saw fifty three, and he is humming away to the music, and I'm like, fifty three. We're going fifty three on the freeway. Yeah. I couldn't. I was stunned. You want to piss off a, a Southerner? You just tell him Jeff Gordon's the best NASCAR driver of all time, and then uh, that—that's just you know that fucking Yankee from California. Nick, do you remember that dude named Breakbush? No, I remember this story. You're gonna tell. Yes, go ahead. About the about about his buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll tell it real quick. His buddy came down to visit him at Bragg. Okay, he had a North shirt Carolina on. where NASCAR was started right up the goddamn road. And so, yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly what it said, but it said something to the effect of number three got what he deserved. Oh, and Breakbush and Breakbush said, listen, man, well, I'm not going out with you wearing that shirt. We're in North fucking Carolina, man. Uh, ain't gonna fly. Yeah. And uh, his buddy's like, ah, no big deal. And he's like, all right, man, if you get into it with somebody, you're on your own. And uh, his buddy kind of laughed it off. And they sure enough, first bar they walked into Dude with a beard like Anthony, he's about six and a half feet tall, walks up and taps him on the shoulder, goes, Hey, bud, you uh, better have another shirt in the car or get the f- out of here. And uh, Breakbush said, He goes, I turned around and said, I told you so. And uh, he goes, I hear my buddy goes, Ah, it's no big. Around my buddy's on the ground going, <laughs> Got lit up, knocked out cold. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> they things. do not play about Dale Earnhardt in North Carolina. Yeah, you know, it kind of brings up a good point about assimilating to the culture that you move to, right? So if us military guys, if we want to have a good time, right, we try, whenever we move, we, you try to do the things from the local area that, you know, maybe help you assimilate and have a good time, right? So when I got down to North Carolina, Georgia, all those areas, I was like, the hell are some of these people talking about, you know? And, but again, you could be a douchebag and be like, well, I'm, this is the way I roll. Or you could just yeah. try to learn some new things, right? Learn some new things, be a better person for it. You, you know, I didn't, adapt. yeah, exactly. Like I didn't, I didn't really hunt. I was, you know, born in a suburb, you know, I, I didn't really hunt at all. Right. And then when I got down to Florida as an RI, like all the guys hunted there, guess what? I tried hunting, right? It was fun. I learned some stuff, right? And uh, I was the butt of many jokes and uh, we could talk about that on a different show. 
But let's get into what Buddy was talking about a little bit because, yes, people have died of COVID. Okay. Lots of people. All right. And again, this whole hashtag science movement, all you dumb motherfuckers who don't know what science actually is, right? You're supposed to question it, right? Now, you're not supposed to be a it's moron. In a white lab coat. Yeah, you're not supposed to be a moron and question something that you don't know, right? You're supposed to prove something right by continuously doubting it. That's what science is, right? So when a scientist says something, he's actually hoping that his peers challenge him. Right. He's hoping that somebody comes up with a better freaking way to do it. So you can keep that hashtag science shit, because guess what? Apparently we cured the flu. All right. The flu killed like 15,000 people last year. It usually kills like 70. All right. You know, do you know what happened? They didn't die of the flu this year. They died of fucking COVID. All right. Those it is a dangerous thing. And that brings me up to my first point in the book of Earl. Right. Is the whole vaccine. Right. And I'm getting. I'm getting pretty sick. And yes, if you're in the army, all right, I'm still active duty. Come find me. I work at Nickel Co. All right. Like, stop saying you're a leader from the front because you took a fucking vaccine. All right. Like, who gives a shit? All right. The army is giving you the ability to not accept it. Why? Well, hold on, buddy. You out. had your fucking chance. All right. Hold on. I will now. call on you. I will call they on call you. Call me trigger. They call me trigger. All right. So yeah, like I am triggered right now, Joe, this is what my whole book of rules about. I got triggered this week. All right. I keep seeing these, look at me leading from the front, like got a shot. All right. Well, guess what? One time we were doing SRP at the center of the universe, Fort Bragg, back at Bragg, right. For uh, WTF watching uh, Spanky. If you're watching back at Bragg uh, ice, you know, anyways, I got paid $45 to give my blood because I had all the anthrax shots and vaccines. Do you know, and they're like, do you want the results of that? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, I got beer money. I was at E5, 45 bucks, got me a lot of beer, right? It was awesome. I was part of a batch that was causing uh, Parkinson's disease, right? There was three batches of the anthrax vaccine, two in the 82nd, one in the 10th mountain that possibly could give you Parkinson's, right? Now, obviously I didn't get it, but they rushed that vaccine out. All right. And there were some mistakes with it. Okay. Now the army made me take it fine. Whatever. Do what you got to do. All right. The army isn't making you take this vaccine now because it's still in trials. All right. Y'all understand that shit. So when you're saying, Hey, we all need to vaccinate. No, we all don't right now. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I am not taking a vaccine for something that won't kill me or the people around me or right, that's still in trials. Okay. I'm, I'm not a bad leader for not taking it. In fact, I'm a better leader for explaining it that if you're fucking finding a way to get a vaccine right now, cause you're scared of what the media is telling you and you're taking it away from a guy who's in phase one, phase one, Bravo phase one, Charlie, those are all science hashtag science categories that should get the fucking vaccine, right? If you're not in one of those categories and you're, and you're found a way to get a fucking stage three level trial fucking vaccine. All right. You're a bad person. All right, you are taking that vaccine away from somebody who could fucking die from COVID. Right? So how about we give them that vaccine? Before I get to my point two, buddy, what do you got? Literally was about to uh, quote you from what you said the other day about if you're getting the vaccine and you don't need it, you're a fucking thief. You are. You're a, you're a murderer. You're a piece you're of murderer. shit. And yeah. you should go fuck yourself. Also, <laughs> last time I checked, 
being a leader wasn't defined as doing what was personally easy or good for you. It was doing what you thought was right. If you don't think being a fucking guinea pig and making your privates be a guinea pig is right, then opt out. That's what I did. Because I'm going to wait about a year and let's see what the rest... If motherfuckers start growing dicks or fucking ears out of their fucking neck, I'm going to be like, mm, man, I, I'm glad I didn't take that. I mean, if they grow a dick, I might take it. Cause, you know. Yeah, because especially if it's, it's a big one. So, so, yeah. It's a good discussion. It's coming a lot faster than a year, though. All right. So now, when the when it when hey, it what clears, are you gonna do when it comes in three months and you need to get it? It clear when it clears all those trials, right? And when then, what comes in three months? The vaccine. Yeah, the vaccine's here already, Dave. When so, it comes to no, you and and you're told you need to get it in three months. No, we're, we're, we're we don't have to order you to, to get it. No, they're not. They're not going to order us to get it until it gets approved. Hundred percent. All right. So it's, it's right. against the constitution. We'll bet on that. Anyways, we'll bet on that. I'll, 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 bet, I'll, I'll bet you a million dollars, Dave. Dave, I'll bet you a million dollars. They're not going to change can, the constitution. None of us have a million, so I mean, no, exactly. Dave, so you could pay me for the rest Dave. of your life with that shit. That's a, that's some conspiracy yeah, Arizona Dave. fucking aliens flying all over the place. When when the vaccine, you know would be when the va- they up, can't, buddy. they can't, they can't when order the, you. To when, the, when, the, Nick. when the vaccine Dave, clears you FDA trials. Anthony, I apologize. I apologize, Anthony. Well, right, Dave, we get triggered by. Uh, we, we talked about this. We talked about yes, this. Joe, they can't, the army can absolutely order you to get it, just like they order us to get the flu shot. The only person that can tell you, hey, you're not. Nick, no, did you they get the, can't, Nick, did Dave. You get, it's Nick, a fucking regulation from the Constitution. They cannot regulate yeah. a vaccine until it has passed the fucking FDA trial. Somebody, right? okay. it hasn't so done that yet. It yeah, hasn't done that yet. The next two, three months. I had, to take the Asian, I had to take the Asian bird flu vaccine, right? For what fucking reason? I don't know, but it cleared trials. So I fucking stu- they stuck it in my I arm. I didn't have a say on it. See somebody um, down there. You know so, what? Let's take this malaria drug that makes you come home and kill your wife. That one. Right. That's, that, hey, that's awesome. Or, or, or you could, if you get the you, clap, if you get the clap, you could just polish that off too because it's the same shit. Anyways, again, I'm not going to take the vaccine. Wish I had my triggered shirt on. Until the army, until the army. You keep saying triggered, Dave, but we already admitted it. So get on to a new joke. All right. Um, Second part of this, buddy brought up a good point. The cancel culture. Okay. There's a lot of shit going on about the chick from Mandalorian. Right. Gina Carano. Right. So don't don't forget, don't forget Morgan Wallen. Bill. Bill, you sneak in here like that and don't I turn think he did, but on. he doesn't even turn Where his fucking you? camera on. So don't worry about it. We'll get the bill on, later. Bill. All right. I heard you. Um, here's here's the thing about the cancel culture. And I'm I'll bring up the I'll bring up the bell curve again. Those of you who don't get it, hashtag science, right? Bill, okay, I know there, you're listening. There's there's the left and right. There's the left and right. Okay, there's fucking stupid, crazy people on each side. Okay. So when you hear the far right cry about this chick getting fired from Disney. All right. They're pretty much turning into socialists by saying we should not let a fucking company do what it wants to do. Okay. In a free society, guess whose paycheck, guess who signed her paycheck? Fucking Disney did. Okay. Disney has things in their contracts that says you aren't going to do this. All right. Or we fire you. Every job has that. Hey, Nick, look, I'm a bell curve. Yeah, you are a bell curve. Exactly. All right, so don't be on Joe's left or right hand. All right, because you start you getting triggered. You want to be somewhere you around don't the have top the of the common head. sense. Right here in the middle. You don't have the common sense. Asshole. Joe, shut the Asshole. fuck up. Anyways. 
don't fucking start crying about her getting fired. Okay. She got fired because she was tweeting some shit that Disney didn't like. Guess what happens when you use social media and you start saying shit that your organization doesn't like, all right? They're going to fire your ass too. All right. And oh, it's my freedom of speech. It's a private company, dude. Like they're allowed to fire your ass. Freedom, yeah, freedom doesn't, doesn't release you from consequences of decisions. Yeah, they're not, allowed to, kill, they're not allowed to they're kill not allowed you. That's that. freedom of speech. They don't have to keep you hired. Right, and, and fight for your own personal shit, right? So, like, like she could fight for her <laughs> personal shit. She, she could go, you know, get a lawyer, which I'm sure she is, you know, and she could do that. That's her right. But it's Disney's fucking right to fire her because they don't agree with her shit, okay? So, so what? Don't care. All right, get over that shit. Um, last thing talk about being great and buddy kind of brought it up, you know, where a good leader does what's hard. All right. Not what's easy. All right. And when you're placed into a position of leadership, you have followers. Okay. And whether you're a good leader or not, there's, there's, there's a little, like a little like diagram you can learn, right? If you don't got buy-in in the leader, get a new leader. All right. If you don't have buy-in in the leader and the vision, get a new leader, get a new vision. All right. If you got buying in the vision and kind of quasi get a new fucking leader. All right. It's that simple, but to be great, to be great at anything, you have to sacrifice. All right. You have to sacrifice. So before you, when you're sitting there whining about your life, when you're sitting there wondering why somebody else ha- might have it better than you, cause you don't know them anyways, but you just think they're better than you. All right. Write down on a piece of paper, what you're willing to, to sacrifice. Okay. And then go find out if what you want to be great at is going to violate those values. All right. Now I'm going to bring up a couple of our, our, you know, our spouses and, you know, future spouses uh, that worked really hard to do something. All right. Now, like my wife worked really hard to get her marine biology degree. All right. And we sacrificed some stuff in Hawaii when we were stationed there. Right. We, our, our relationship was real rocky. Right. And it was tough. All right. A lot of, but that was a sacrifice and she nailed it. She crushed it. All right. And, and we stuck together and we did that. All right. Dave's fiance, anybody who hangs out with Megan, all right, knows that she kills it in real estate. Absolutely freaking kills it. And when she came to visit one time, uh, you know, she was on her phone the whole time. So what is she sacrificing? All right, she's sacrificing some of the conversation. She's sacrificing good friends. All right, good good times. She's doing that. So what do you do as a good friend? All right, you understand that what she's doing and she's trying to be great at something. All right, so you don't sit there and bitch about that person being on the phone the whole time. All right, that person is trying to be great at something. You should support them. All right, you should give them 100% support. And it's tough because we're humans. We screw up. We get triggered right? We get triggered about lots of things. But if somebody is trying to be great, why are you bringing them down? Why are you not understanding that they're sacrificing stuff? All right. I'm complaining about work a little bit here and there with my wife. And she brought up a good point the other day. She goes, why are they, why are they doing this to you? Don't they realize that when you were a first sergeant, like you were, you were waking up at four thirty in the morning and you weren't coming home till nine. Right. And it's like, we sacrifice our family, we sacrifice family time, we sacrifice a lot of things so that we can be great at our jobs. Now, if you find something's not going well in your life, it's because you're not willing to sacrifice something. 
And a big shout out to Anthony again for his sobriety and those that are being sober, right? That, that is a big flaw in a lot of people's lives. Right. right. And like you're, you're not good at something. You're not being great at something. Maybe, maybe sacrifice something, right? Put it down. Maybe it's 15 minutes or something. Maybe it's an hour or something. Maybe you don't want to be great at anything. That's fine too. But for, for the love of God, don't take other people down who are trying to be great. It is that simple. It really is. So if you want to be great at something, it's going to take sacrifice. Write it down. Write down what you're willing to sacrifice. All right. Are you willing to get yelled at all day by somebody because you're, you're, you're focusing somewhere else? Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. All right. So, all right. again, again, I got some back feed from somebody. So I'm probably Bills who can't turn his camera on or whatever Billy it is. I'll probably boy. just kick him from the meeting. But, hey, up for discussion, guys. Okay. Everybody has a chance to be great. Here's what I'm going to post to you guys. You hear the word privilege, right? There are some poor-ass white people, all right? There are some poor-ass black people, right? The higher percentage of people in urban environments do have a tougher time, okay? So look at the bell curve on Joe's head again. Those people on certain sides, all right, they're the ones fucking you, all right? The ones on the far right saying, everybody's got a chance, all right? Fuck him. I worked hard, Okay. And then there's the other one on the left side that says, oh, it's not your fault. They have privilege. Okay. Privilege exists. 100% it does. Okay. There are people who have easier times to get where they want to get. That's a fact. Okay. But the word privilege is used as a form of slavery. All right. It's used to make you think that it's okay to quit. It's okay to not push it harder. It's okay to not sacrifice. Okay. Because you look at everybody who comes out of poverty, which I'm not one of them. I was never in poverty. Okay. When you look at somebody who came from poverty and you read their story, holy shit, did they sacrifice? All right. Their mom did, their dad did, their grandpa did. Somebody in that family line sacrificed a shit ton to get them where they needed to be. And you're going to come out and say privilege. It's okay. It's not your fault. Nah, they don't work that way. So that's what I bring to you guys. Like, how do you get to where you want to be? How do you get there? That's what, that's my discussion point for the last couple of minutes. Anybody Spot got on, something Nick. to say? Spot on, Nick. Um, you know what? And failing is okay. The, honestly, um, I think one of the one of the key things that's worked for me, um, especially when we started this, is uh one thing every single day that I really don't care to do or don't want to do um where where i would normally put that off that's like the first thing that i knock off the list even if i can't stand doing it um but that that to me is always a huge one to get where you get to where you want to be i mean uh i don't even like the privilege thing it doesn't even really move the needle for me as far as like me taking it personally because i know uh anything that we have or anything that uh, this family has, I, I know where it came from, you know, so I don't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't usually rattle me when I, when I hear it, I think it gets thrown around way too much and, and, and watered down quite a bit. I think it's uh, usually one of the quicker things for someone to grab and throw out there is that someone's privileged when it's kind of like saying, 
uh, Barry Bonds would have never hit a home run without steroids type, that kind of talk. Like, dude, you don't just take steroids and become phenomenal at something. You're going to trigger me, Joe, with that one. Well, well, you don't just, yeah, you still got to work out. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you can't just put a, take a needle and be like, all right, well, now I'm huge and a great athlete. Like, you yeah, still Barry, have to. Barry, Barry Bonds was a 40 40 guy when he weighed 190 pounds. All right. And people don't realize that Barry Bonds was still extremely athletic before he took HGH. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, it, look, he, his game sacrificed things when he put on all that weight because he knew those were the things that he was, that he, with old age, we're, we're going to start to slow down. So he's like, all right, let's put on some bulk. Let's put on some rip. And did he do something against the rules? Of course, but you could go into GNC and pick out about 180 different things that would get you banned off of pro sports teams from GNC. So, anyway. Yeah, but you're not going to make like, it. It's like someone saying that he wouldn't have been this without steroids. It's like, come on, man. I mean, you know, maybe the numbers might have changed, but it, it, it wouldn't have been like a total transformation. If you're looking for privilege, it doesn't matter what color – what you got between your legs, you're going to find it. Like I can see privilege for a black guy just as well as he can see privilege for a white guy. But if you're using privilege as a reason to give yourself an excuse not to even get started, well, then you've already fucking failed. So what's your point? It doesn't matter if you have privilege or if you don't have privilege. There are plenty of guys like I live in, uh, I live close to Nashville, right? And people look up, you know, again, like, you know, Nick will tell you I'm a, a Southern guy from Alabama, right? But if I go down to Centennial Park, there's a statue down there and uh, a, a, a giant thing about how, you know, in 1870-something at the, the World Fair that they had in Nashville, there was a, an entire area that the um, African-American business owners in Nashville, like, had pictures of all of them. They're all, like, these slick-looking dudes in tuxedos. This is right after slavery, guys. This isn't like this year. It, we're not talking about Jay-Z. I'm talking about, you know, Clarence from freaking 1860s that was a slave. And then, you know, now he's in a tuxedo and they're building like they had their own freaking like art festival. But like all this stuff that celebrated their own culture. Nobody told them they had privilege or they didn't have privilege. They just decided they wanted to do something. They wanted to be the best that they could be no matter what obstacles were in the way. And they just fucking made it happen without using an excuse to, to say, well, I could have done it. But it's just like the guy – like we're all veterans. It's just like the guy that comes up to you because, well, I could have joined the Army, but I couldn't handle a drill sergeant yelling at me. No, bitch, you could have never – you couldn't have handled any of it. And you wouldn't have handled the discipline, were, period. It, 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 yeah, it doesn't matter. You, 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 that's your excuse for not doing it, but you never even tried to get started. So Fact. don't come at me with I would have done it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, you, you wouldn't have gotten a college education. It doesn't matter if you were freaking purple. You still wouldn't have done it because you're too goddamn lazy and you, you, you look for the very first thing that was like, eh, maybe that's going to be hard. I won't do it. Same thing if people and don't usually, go to ranger school. Same people, same reason people don't go SF. Same reason yeah, people Dave. don't go to CAD. You know what I mean? It's all those same yeah. things. You know, I, uh, I was, I was at the uh, pharmacy the other day. I was at the pharmacy the other day, and uh, you know, sitting there waiting. No, dude, I, uh, 
Uh, we'll we'll talk about it after. Anyway, uh, I was at the uh, the pharmacy the other day. What the <laughs> is that? Um, what is that? Turns out. It would be cool of you to wait until after this show because I'm gonna lose, lose, lose some stuff. Got that tea. Anywho, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just sitting there waiting. This kid walked up. He's like, "Hey, are you in fifth group?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Hey, I'm thinking about going to selection." And for the most part, if you find somebody that's in group, they're willing to talk to you about going to selection or whatever. But every time but you're that not the most part. Comes up, well, every time that subject comes up, these kids, these guys, they want to know the same thing. They basically want you to tell them you're going to make it or you're not going to make it. Well, I don't, I don't fucking know, bro. Like, I don't like, or, or, and I got to embrace them, like, the ambiguity. You, yeah. When you decide that you're there for a mission and you're going to finish it, regardless of how bad it is, how bad the weather is. When I went to selection, I was 36, 37 years old. There were plenty Buddy. of dudes that physically were specimens, baller ass dudes, better than I was. But when we went out, and I was in the top probably one-third of the class for the first week of, uh, of selection, right? Um, then we went out to Land Nav. Well, it was frozen and raining. Every time I'd come in at night, they had a fire. Every morning, they had a fire. If you quit, you'd hang out by the fire. There were always these physical specimens that were just chilling by the fire. And you're like, fuck, dude, that guy didn't make it. You just keep it moving. Until you went in there, or you, and you would go get underneath your poncho and hang out for the rest of the day, freezing your dick off, and then you'd go back out and start again the, at a midnight that night until 8 o'clock the next morning, walking around, being frozen and cold, and you come back in, and there's another dude that was a freaking athlete somewhere, or, you know, do whatever, but they couldn't handle mentally. They weren't tough enough because they gave themselves excuses to fucking leave. Where the rest of us were just like, mm, yeah, like this kid has a wow. I heard the Rex sacks are forty five pounds. Yeah, they may be forty five pounds in one place. I went to Robin Sage. My rucksack weighed one hundred and thirty five pounds. That, that shit sucks. It doesn't matter who you are. Or what you, it, it hurts. It hurts, but it's going to be what it's going to be. Like when you decide in any phase of your life. That A, you're going to take the first step because it's always the hardest. And B, that it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter how heavy it is. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. It doesn't matter who fucking tells you no. It doesn't matter. None of that shit matters. What matters is, am I going to fucking do it or am I not going to do it? Because if the answer is I'm going to fucking do it, I don't give a fuck who's there. It's going to happen. If Facts. the answer is I'm not going to do it, or eh, maybe I'll quit, or eh, maybe there's something else I could do, then I'm fucking not going to do it, and I'm going to suck, because the very first time that anything happens that gets in my way, I'm going to go, eh, well, there you go, told you, proven right, there's a fucking obstacle, I'm going to go home and fucking sit on my dick. Fucking no, for sure, buddy. Oh, for sure. Buddy, that was, that, that was absolutely wonderful, but I, um, I, I think, listen, before, before you get out one time, one time when you get that kid that comes up and he wants you to tell him whether he's going to make it or not, you have to like sit down and write it out a little fucking routine that you put him through right there in the parking lot for your entertainment only. And be like, oh, okay, how many? Okay, let me, let me check you out. Yeah, you know, like, I, I, like see, I see your NCOs do that every like, day, Joe. 
how many how many how many jumping jacks do you do in 15 <laughs> seconds like like rock and roll let's go you know and yeah. then at the end let them know oh, they're gonna make it that, just just dude, for your own entertainment just give them one dude, you know the funny thing is that the army as a whole for especially for sf selection did like this million dollar survey thing and, and figure, it was actually it was more than a million dollars to figure out who they needed to recruit that would make it through sf selection and become an operator and uh they figured that out, out. They, you know what they figured out they spent millions of dollars and you want to know what they figured out in their little sweet algorithm that if they found somebody that was young athletic and smart they had a really good chance of making yeah. it through wow selection. yeah oh, fucking oh, genius when did that come out because i hey did that hey joe joe I, let me I didn't uh, hear that there, there's there well there's a lot of studies like that that That's go incredible. on you, you sit there and you read the whole fucking thing and you're excited for this punchline that comes at the end and it's like fuck man i really that's what yeah. you spent millions of dollars mm-hmm. on that you needed a smart athletic guy so before yeah. dave closes this out uh, you know there's a good points buddy brought up about you got to do it right if you're gonna sit there and blame other things then it's not gonna happen and again our page veteran trash talk is to combat veteran suicide hands down that's why we don't let political posts we don't let the sexist post on there we don't really care Go somewhere care. else and post that shit. Go somewhere else, man. We don't give a shit. All right. We don't care if you like Biden. We don't care if you hate Biden. Don't give a flying fuck. All right. This is for us. This is for Is veterans. he fighting on the UFC right. 258 card? Then I don't fucking care. Right. And so get those demons out. You got to want to do it. All right. And guess what? We are going to help you. But be very weary in your life of the guy that's already been there. It's like, I'm going to help you. All right. All right. You're the one that needs to go up to him. Find the winner, go ask him how he did it, how she did it, and then do it your own way, okay? So, again, you have to do it. Go on our page, veterantrashtalk.com. Go on there, all right? Find our links, watch our shows, all right? Come on our shows, message us, we'll put you, we'll put you on, all right? If you need this kind of therapy, because this is therapy for us. If you need it, we'll talk about it. So, again... It's for stopping veteran suicide. That's all it's for. When I say that's all. That means don't put any other bullshit on our page. We don't care. We really don't care. So again, over to you, Dave. Close us out, man. Got to enjoy our Saturday. Absolutely. Hey, I think we lost Anthony. Where is he at? Hey, I yeah, just he left. No, we, 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 we lost him. Thanks for sharing, Anthony. Um, it got a little still on our show there for a second, but that's what we're all about. We really appreciate it. So uh, thanks for Gruntworks for, you know, tuning in. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, all right? Hit that subscribe button. Give us a like. Let our community grow. Help us make our community grow so we can blow the fuck up, okay? Because that is our mission. Our mission is to end veteran suicide. We'll at least bring it below the national average, okay? Eventually, we're going to figure it the fuck out. Go to shopveterantrashtalk.com, all right? We got some awesome merch, all right? Remember, part of our proceeds go to stop soldier suicide, okay? So you are d- donating to an amazing cause, okay? Contributing to an amazing cause. Check us out on TikTok. Check us out on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music. What else we got, Nick? We got it all. I don't Twitter. know. Perry, Perry will yell at us because we didn't say the right platform. We got it all. Shit like that. But, uh, yeah. hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Rick Flair. Check us out next Saturday. Have a good one. I'm out. All right. See you, see you trash talkers. Later. No, I said buddy's like clear. Clear. All right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome.
Awesome. Good show, guys. I'm going to have to take that vaccine in about fucking one month, and I want to hear what you guys have to say. Guess guess what? Right. That means well, you don't have trials. to take it. 